0: Sadly, Bernie Madoff is no different than hundreds, if not thousands, of common thieves that today blight the American landscape and put you and your life savings in danger. Yes, he stole and shifted around billions of dollars, perpetrating most likely the greatest fraud in American history. However, if one looks at his manner and methods, at how he actually did it, the conclusion is clear. Simply put, fraudsters like Bernie Madoff, we call them financial serial killers, won't be found only on Wall Street. In fact, they operate in towns large and small across the United States. The seduction techniques used by Bernie Madoff to attract investors are the same well worn tricks used over and over by financial schemers across the country. The financial con man always paints a picture of himself as someone who has a great deal of financial knowledge, certainly more than his victim, and a proven track record of having made a lot of money for others. He'll likely show some piece of paper acknowledging his outsized investment gains. He'll tell a tale of having spun riches for others. He'll convince you of how he alone has, through his hard work, devised a can't-fail means of making money, be it some type of overlooked investment product, some type of hedging technique, or inside knowledge possessed by only him or his investment team. Personal relations are imperative to the success of the financial con man. He is a master at building them. He will bond with his victim, emphasizing their common interests. Did you both attend the same high school or college? Do you share the same religion or ethnic background? Did you, perhaps, belong to the same club or have kids at the same school? Or, by coincidence, did you both grow up in the same neighborhood? Maybe, if the con man is particularly lucky, you even know some of the same people. That is particularly wonderful because people seem to believe that. If you and I know the same people, then, well, we must share the same values, and we can now trust one another. So what the financial serial killer eventually achieves is to cause you, the victim, to believe in him, to trust, to feel comfortable, to let down your guard. All this is done with such skill that even the smartest among us fails to do the most basic research into the man we will entrust to hold our life savings, our children's college money, and the money we will use to buy our food and our medicine when we near the end of our life and are too old to work. It would be ridiculous for us to make blanket statements about a firm or an industry. This book isn't saying that all stockbrokers lack ethics or are somehow evil. Our goal is to help investors separate the wheat from the chaff, to help identify a broker or advisor who does have questionable business practices so you can find a good one. In fact, there are hundreds and perhaps even thousands of such financial serial killers lurking in the financial landscape right now. One group of securities regulators, FINRA, recently estimated there are 15,000 ex-stock brokers barred from the industry. Until late 2009, information about brokers, even those who have been banned from selling securities because of criminal and outrageous behavior, was removed from public viewing after they had been out of the securities business for two years. This was the norm even though FINRA encouraged investors to use public websites to check out brokers. The federal government had the good sense to address the issue, and the records of such bad brokers are now permanently public. However, many brokers banned from the securities business have surfaced in the spate of recent frauds and Ponzi schemes that have cost investors billions of dollars. The FBI and Congress have finally taken notice. The 2008 stock market collapse exposed so many schemes that the FBI in 2009 began a new investment fraud investigation for every day of the year. High-yield investment fraud schemes have many variations, all of which are characterized by offers of low-risk investments guaranteeing an unusually high rate of return, testified Kevin Perkins, assistant director of the FBI, before the Senate Judiciary Committee in December 2009. He explained that the crimes weren't complicated. Victims are enticed by the prospect of easy money and a fast turnaround. The financial serial killer's ability to make investors hand over their money is a key to fueling such frauds. Perkins noted, The most common form of these frauds is the Ponzi scheme, which is named after early 20th century criminal Charles Ponzi. These schemes use money collected from new victims, rather than profits from an underlying business venture, to pay the high rates of return promised to earlier investors. This arrangement gives investors the impression there is a legitimate money-making enterprise behind the fraudster's story. But in reality, unwitting investors are the only source of funding.